greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. Hello and welcome to Winds of Change. I'm your host and Bible teacher Keith McKenzie and we're going into Genesis chapter 4. So this is session 16 in our Genesis 1 through 11, chapters 1 through 11 in our discipleship project where we're looking at uh, God's seed here in these first 11 chapters of our Bible and we're going to see that it just opens up into these wonderful uh, you know, ideas and concepts and everything that God wants us to know. Virtually, we're going to find almost every teaching that God has in these first 11 chapters of Genesis. And that's why we spend time to go through it verse by verse and check it out and just unpack this. And uh, here in Genesis 4, all right, we've got a, a lot of new things being introduced here. So, Genesis chapter 3, and if you got your Bible, go ahead and open it up to chapter 4. And uh, my Bible's opening up and kind of staying right there. We've had it open here so much uh, in this study. But Genesis chapter 3, remember we had the root of sin, where man fell, original sin. Um, we introduced a bunch of different things, and that's the same thing we have here in Genesis chapter 4. And Genesis chapter 3 was the root of sin. Now we're going to see the fruit of sin here in Genesis chapter 4. And today we're going to be talking about Cain and Abel. And mostly we're going to, we're going to focus in on Cain. And then in session 17, we're going to focus on Abel after that. And then uh, maybe by 18 and seven, uh, 18, 17 and 18, we'll be able to get uh, through chapter 4. So let me just read a few things here. We have a bunch more first. We have the first birth. We have the first family, and this is not the president. We have the first sibling, first crime. We have the first act of worship. We have the first sacrifice to God made. We have the first acts of hypocrisy and self-righteousness. So we're going to see here the polarization of the unjust and the just, the godly and the ungodly. And uh, so what we're going to see ultimately is we're going to see prototype of the unbeliever and a prototype of the believer. So let's go ahead and read Genesis chapter 4. But before we do that, we're going to go ahead and pray. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to just be able to come and uh, teach before uh, your people. I pray, Father, that you would help us to understand your word, that you would give us insight and help us to be faithful workmen, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' mighty name. All right, Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. Now Adam knew his wife Eve, and she conceived and bore Cain, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, and this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. 
And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. His countenance means his expression. And so the Lord said to Cain, Why are you so angry? And why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And it's, and he says, And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And that means it's crouching like a lion. That's what it implies here in the Hebrew. And it says, and its desire, that sin's desire for him, is for you, but you should rule over it. Now Cain talked with his brother, Abel, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. And then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? Not that God needed to know where Abel was. He knew. So he was always asking probing questions to see what's going on, much like he did with Adam and Eve. Remember that back in Genesis chapter 3? And he said, this is uh, Cain, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? We hear that expression a lot today. And it says in verse 10, and he said, God, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are more cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground, and I shall be hidden from your face, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth, and it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. And this is verse 15, and it says, And the Lord said to him, Therefore, and notice how the Lord uh, gives grace here, even after this first act of murder, the first murder, the Lord gives a protection here uh, for, for Cain. He says, look at this, verse 15, And the Lord said to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. Because the world was going to be soon populated from here. So God sets a mark on Cain, right? And Cain, in his self-righteousness, okay, is we're going to see here, we're going to highlight Cain here in this uh, session. And so, what is the difference? Why, why, we have to ask, why was Cain's offering rejected and Abel's accepted? All right, so we're going to see here how God begins to, and as I began to study and prepare for this, I, I really started seeing a lot more in this chapter than I'd seen before. And by the time we get to the end of chapter 4 here, we're going to see the first civilization. So that's another first that we have as men began to multiply on the face of the earth. We'll see here the uh, introduction of uh, civilization, uh, towns, townships uh, growing up 
in uh, the different uh, trades that began to crop up very early in uh, the history of man. So let's go back over and just start picking up some of the things we have here, okay? And uh, remember back in the, the first uh, couple of sessions that we did that what we want to see here and what I want to highlight is Cain's offering was unacceptable to God because he didn't bring it by faith. And later on, we'll, we'll read in Hebrews chapter 11, which is what they call the, the uh, chapter of faith, the hall of faith, um, we're going to see that Abel's offering, even way down the road, is a prototype, okay, of a faithful offering. And remember um, how we were saying that, that uh, when Jesus was speaking with his disciples and he was telling them that God seeks people who will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And so, and that always comes through faith, and faith is believing and taking God at his word. Okay, so let's get back to the word. And it says here in uh, chapter 4, verse 1, we're going to say, Now Adam knew his wife Eve, and that means when he says here he knew his wife all right, that means that they, they had their marriage relationship and he, he uh, made love to his wife. And it says, and she conceived and bore Cain, all right, and Cain is like, means like Smith, all right. The name of, uh, it's um, Canaan means that he was like, uh, he was an industrious person. He, he, he was a, a maker and a, a tiller of the ground. And it says right here um, that Eve, she says, I've acquired a man from the Lord. Now, right here, remember back in the, the garden when, when God was pronouncing the curses, all right? And he, he, he said to the serpent that her seed, okay, meaning her child, would end up crushing and bruising the head of the serpent. So here, Eve thinking, hey, this is it. This is the one. Now, when Abel's born, right, it says, then she bore again, and this time his brother Abel. And Abel means like breath, brief. Um, I've even heard some people say uh, means like insignificant, not necessary, that that was the way that she felt that Cain was this promised seed, that Cain would be the one that would crush and undo the damage of sin that caused them to be kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Remember when they were ushered out and how we discussed that um, Adam and Eve would probably be the only two who truly knew what they lost at the fall when sin entered and, and uh, you know, everything they had, paradise was lost. Okay, so it says... Um, now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground, both worthy occupations. And it says, and in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of fruit of the ground to the Lord. And the, and the, the implication here in the Hebrew is the process of time was meaning at the appointed time, whether it was on the Sabbath or whatever the Lord had already prescribed Remember with uh, how we ended 
uh, Genesis chapter 3, how God made tunics of skin and, and began that, that sacrificial system that shows the way back to God, the way to approach God. As we talked about that tabernacle, there was only one way to approach God. And, and even, even the way the tabernacles laid out is that there had to be that offering to approach God and then be washed, cleansed, and then they could enter into service and then eventually into the holy place and the holy of holies. That was the prescribed method and way that God said. And early in the church, it was called the way. And this was the way to approach God. So Cain brings an offering of the fruit of the ground, all right? And Abel brought of the firstborn, okay, of his flock, and of their fat. And, and you don't really see it here, but when Moses is given the, the Levitical law, which is the laws of the priesthood and how to uh, do the service of God in the temple, okay, to make atonement for the sins of the people, for the sins of the priest, there was all these ordinances and everything that was given, very specific ordinances, instructions, and these were all shadows and types of the things that the Lord Jesus Christ would do in his earthly ministry to pave the way for you and me to approach God. Okay, and that's what this is all about here. This is all about how God is being very careful, okay, to show us here in these opening chapters the seed of uh, faith right here. And Abel was the first man of faith. And Cain, he's the first self-righteous guy. And so it says here, um, Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and their fat. As we talked about later on, we see this codified in the book of Leviticus and in the Torah. And it says, And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, and he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. He got angry, and, his, and it showed in his face. Now, we're not sure if that happened right there when they were making their offerings, because this is an appointed time. God is pleased with Abel, and he's not pleased with Cain. So verse 6 says, So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you so angry? And why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. So what's going on here is notice the difference between their offerings. There's not just a difference in their offerings. There's a difference in the attitude in the way that they've approached God. See, God looks on the heart of man. He doesn't, we always, men in, in the world, we always judge externally. We always look on the outside. And when the Lord was anointing David to be king over Israel, to replace King Saul, he had... I, I think it was 11 brothers that uh, the, uh, the prophet Samuel went to go anoint, and he's looking at the first one, and he's like, wow, look at this guy. This guy, he looks like a, he looks like a king. I mean, he's handsome, he's tall, he's rugged. This is surely the one the Lord has chosen. And they went through this process, and the Lord says, that's not the one. And they go through all the brothers, 
and they exhausted the brothers that were there at the house. And so Samuel says, is this all of your kids? Because he's like, I was told to come here and anoint one of your sons here, Jesse, the sons of Jesse, uh, king. And so they said, well, we got one little brother. He's out in the field tending the sheep. He's a little runt. You know, that's my own paraphrase. But when he comes in, God speaks to Samuel and says, rise and anoint him. And Samuel does so. But the point here is the Lord says, man looks on the outward appearance. It says, but the Lord looks at the heart. That's what's going on here with these two boys, these two brothers, okay? We have the Lord is looking at Abel, okay, because he's by faith, okay, as we're going to look here in a second over here in, in Hebrews chapter 11, all right, we'll see that it's by faith, okay? And then um, let me bounce over to Genesis 15 just for, just for a second. And, and we're going to see something here of why, why um, Abel is, is righteous. And, and that's what it says in the, in the New Testament. All right, Genesis chapter 15. We want to look at um, God's uh, dealing with uh, Abraham. And Abraham brings this um, offering, okay, to where is it? In my notes, Genesis 15, 6, and it says, now this is faithful Abraham, and, and Abraham is told, made some promises. He's an old man. He's promised he's going to have a son, and, and Abraham, even though there's no earthly reason for him to believe it because he's a very old man, he's 90 years old, and his wife is an old woman, and so God tells him he's going to have a son, all right? And Abraham believes it, all right? And it says right here, and this is Abraham, Genesis 15, verse 6, and it says, And he believed in the Lord, and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Now, that accounting in the New Testament, okay, is a... Um, it's a, a logizomai. It means it was counted to him. It was, you know, like a mathematical thing that he is accounted righteous. And that just means he did the right thing. Okay? So, Abel does the right thing here. He believes God. He's been told by, by mom and dad, Adam and Eve, on how to you know, that it was by the shedding of blood, okay, that innocent blood that needed to be covered for their sins. Cain, on the other hand, okay, he brings some fruit, okay? It might have been wonderful fruit. It could have been prize-winning fruit, all right? But what he does is he comes his own way. He offers up his own way, and, and really, he, this is a self-righteous act on Cain's part. This is self-willed. This is, he's, he's coming to church, he's, he's going through the motions, yeah, he's showing up for worship, like he's doing God some kind of wild favor by showing up on Sunday, but what's going on here is his heart isn't right. He, ha he isn't acknowledging that he's a sinner, okay, 
and he's not acknowledging here that he is um, fallen and that he needs God's grace. And so God tries to correct him here lovingly, telling him, be careful, Cain, because sin lies at the door and its desire is for you. And the whole idea here between sin lying at the door there is an idea of the uh, a lion crouched ready to pounce on him. And in the New Testament, the apostle uh, Peter talks about the devil uh, seeks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And, and Cain was going to be his first victim here uh, after being kicked out of the garden. So let's go over to, to Hebrews chapter 11. And, and we've probably already talked about this a little bit, but this is very important for us to understand the, the difference between unbelief, okay, and faith. Unbelief is antithesis to faith. And it says here in Hebrews chapter 11, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. He's talking about the Old Testament saints. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. Now we have a whole section in our website uh, on creation seminars, but remember the first couple of shows we talked about before we even got to, you know, the, made it through the first verse of the, the Bible, Genesis 1-1, we already come to a road where we need to choose the road of faith or we're going to go the ro road of the world. And so it says there that the world was framed by the word of God. All right? And then it says here in verse 4, by faith, okay, so that we're getting clarification here, that it's by faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Crane, okay? Through which, okay, check this out, Abel obtained a witness that he was righteous. God testifying, now notice this, God testifies, okay, because God saw the heart, all right, of his gifts, that's his sacrifices. And though he being dead, Abel still speaks. Okay? And, and then let's just back up uh, uh, just a, a little bit here. And we're going to look at um, how this translates into the priestly service that the Lord does. Okay? Hebrews 9 verse 11. It says, but Christ came as a high priest of the good things to come. With, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands than that of this creation, not with the blood of goats like Abel did in the Old Testament sacrificial system, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. Jesus, God stepping out of heaven, shed his own blood, okay? And it says right here, but with his own blood he entered the most holy place once, for all, having obtained eternal redemption for the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of the heifer and the sprinkling, the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh. How much more shall the blood, okay, of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God? All right, so we see Cain offers the fruit of his own hands. This is what we call, okay, works. 
This is works-based religion. Understand, this is a religious observance that we have going on here between these two brothers. We have Cain and Abel both making a sacrifice, both attempting to worship God. Okay? I can't overemphasize that. There's a difference here. God is highlighting for us that as we see it opens up. Jude chapter 11, okay, highlights for us, all right, Cain, there is something here as we read about Abel and how he was, God testifies that he's righteous. Jude, in his little tiny epistle here that we call the Acts of the Apostates, says, and, and it lists Cain, okay, amongst the apostates. And I want you to know that everybody listed in this tiny little epistle by Jude are all claiming to be religious. But Jude is highlighting, he says that they are false, they are apostate. And this, we're going to open this up in a couple of sessions, but that, what this means is they're defected, they've turned away from the faith. But it says right here in Jude chapter 11, verse 11, says, Woe to them! He's talking about these false teachers, these false religious system. And he says, For they have gone in the way of Cain, the way of Cain. And it says, Running greedily after the era of Balaam and perished in the rebellion of Korah. So what we have here is we have all these people who claim to be religious. Okay, I commend that reading to you in Jude. It's a tiny little thing, but you're going to see here that uh, God hates religion. He's looking upon the heart. He wants to know that you love him. And, and remember that Jesus said, if you're angry with your brother, and he's talking about bringing a sacrifice, okay? And he's speaking to religious people. And he says, if you're angry with your brother, go Make it right with your brother, then come and offer your gifts. Because he says, he who's angry with his brother, he says, commits murder in his heart. That's where everything starts. Abel's heart was right before God. It's accounted to him as righteousness. Cain was angry with his brother. Sin was conceived. Remember how we talked about the anatomy of sin in James? Right? James chapter 1 the anatomy of sin, how that lust and that, and that it brings forth death. We see that process again here in Genesis chapter 4. Cain rises up, murders his brother over a religious observance. Now, do we see anything like that today in today's world? Yes, we do. We're going to open that up a little bit more. But I want you to know, okay, that it is imperative for us to love that's what Christ said. He said, people will know you're my disciples. This is a discipleship series. Disciple means learner, okay? And so what he says here, Jesus says in 1 John, he says, if you're my disciples, he goes, love one another. He goes, that's how people are going to know that you're my disciples, all right? And so he says, also, that this is how, in, in 1 John, we see that this is how Jesus says through the uh, Apostle John in 1 John chapter 3, he says, knowing the children of God 
and the children of the devil, okay? So the children of the devil would be associated with Cain, and the children of God would be associated with Abel. And they would know that by love. Now we're running out of time for this show, but I want to offer you the chance. If you haven't received Christ into your life, invite him into your heart, out of a pure heart, out of a heart that loves Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need you. I have nothing to offer in and of myself. Just a heart willing to please God. In Jesus' name, amen. My name's Keith McKenzie. This is Wings of Change. We'll see you next time. God bless.